presented by Baseline Times Media. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Views from the Baseline. I'm the host, Chevy. I got my good friend Gabe on this episode. Gabe, what's going on, man? How you doing today? How are you feeling? Doing good. Doing good for the fun. You know, ready to go. Let's do it. Look, man, uh, it's been been about a month. I think we're definitely a month in to the sportsless quarantine. This is part two of our quarantine series. Um, this is, this is very, uh, how how are you hanging in there? How are you feeling? It's tough, man. Like there's not much going on. So, you know, you got to find ways to entertain yourself pretty much. But, um, yeah, I mean, as far as entertainment, I mean, unless you're streaming shows on Netflix or whatever you watch to get your streaming services, there's really nothing going on besides coronavirus talk. Yeah. I really don't want to see that anymore. So. Well, there's coronavirus and Tiger King. Have you watched Tiger King yet? I haven't watched it yet, but I hear good things about it. Everybody's talking about it, so I, I might, but, I might give in. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm probably gonna give in. Um, I might, it's I just might a matter of time. About it, yeah. So I'm like, all right, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, I think, I think we're gonna have to kind of just to kind of fit in, like with everybody else, yeah. if they, you know, for our five listeners, we just have to fit in and yeah, and just uh-huh. have, have be cool to them because right now I'm. Uh, yeah, I need to get up to date with these memes um, and understand yeah, them a little bit better. I feel like, you know, that that's such a memes are such a like a, the biggest marketing tool. It's free. It's just it's, you know, you get curious. You're like, I want to understand this. You remember the last time there was something like this, like with memes? What, what was the last thing that you could remember off the top of your head where you just saw memes or everything and you just didn't understand it? I feel like. I don't even know what Game of Thrones. There was Game of Thrones because I didn't, but I didn't give in to that. I didn't watch Game of Thrones. What you didn't? You didn't give in to that? No. Oh my god. The memes you weren't good enough part? for me. Oh, the so the memes get you into it. I guess is what you're saying, pretty much. Well, yeah, I, I just didn't give in because I saw all the memes, but I just didn't give in. Like even to the point where there was like Oreos, like you know, they yeah. had the Oreo packages of the Game of Thrones. That wasn't <laughs> didn't do nothing for me. <laughs> I mean, I, the only reason I got into it is because everybody in my office would talk about it. So I was like, you know, that show looks stupid. It's a whole bunch of science fiction crap. But, you know, that's not my type of show. But once I got into it, I was like, okay. Once you get, I'll tell you right now, once you watch season one, you go get into it. Just watch the first season. It's going to catch you, Chef. Watch. I mean, I might, you know, at this rate, the way things are going, I might just do that. Um <laughs> I've really been. I've sat down and th- thought about it. So this, there's that is Ozark. I actually do want to watch Ozark. I think that was that's actually what was on the top of my list right next, right now. That's like next. That's like because I, you know what, and it's the whole coworker thing when you're in the office. It's like wow, like they're talking about it. You know, we're even now like messaging, like you know, and, and the little message that you know when you're working from home now. That's how life is. It's like yeah, man, Ozark yeah. season four. I think it's season four that just came out. Was amazing. You know, blah blah blah. I was like, all right, I, I, I gotta watch this now. I gotta it's watch funny because it. I see half a half of season one, but I didn't give it a chance after that. But I hear it's comparable to Breaking Bad, which I don't know if it's true or not. So I'll have to watch more of it to determine that for myself. Yeah, that, that's more that's more my thing. I don't know. I, I have a thing for like for like drug, you know, illegal drug trading. I think I think yeah. I have a thing for that. Yeah, not to I'm have not the Fed show up at my door, but you know, yeah, you know <laughs> I, 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 Breaking Bad to me one of the best times. Uh, sorry, one of the best shows of all time. I think it's the best show of all time. I love yeah, Narcos. Been, I love Narcos. So you see my trend. I, I have you no. watched Snowfall? Have you gotten into Snowfall? Oh hell yeah, I see Snowfall. Okay, yeah, I'm waiting for 
I'm again. I'm waiting for that show. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't really gotten into it. I've, I've caught some episodes and the gist of it, and I, I do. It does seem interesting. I just haven't really started it and sat down and kind of watched it, you know, episode by episode. So, um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I got to check those out. Mm-hmm. Got to check those out. Any movies, Gabe? Any updates on the movies that you're watching? It's funny because as far as movies, what I've been watching are movies, but I've been watching old 1990s movies. <laughs> so um, just recently I watched, um, man, uh, oh, actually I watched a 1978 movie. It was an Al Pacino movie called, um, uh, damn, drawing a blank here. Ah, uh, drawing a blank. All right, so anyways, I watched some 90s movies as well. I can't remember anything that I watched. But yeah, I, I watched a lot of 90s movies. I just recently watched the one that's out in theaters now, um, Invisible Man. Um, okay. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty good. Got you, got you. Yeah, I haven't really yeah. got, I haven't got some movies really um, during this pandemic and quarantine life. It's just kind of just been TV shows, rewatching mm-hmm. a little bit of, um, you know, past historic games. Um, yeah. What we have coming up, though, is going to be The Last Dance. Uh, Michael Jordan's uh, 10 episode. It's a 10-part documentary. So we're getting, what, see, uh, episode one and two, apparently. Coming out uh, Sunday, um, yep. so we'll be able to. I mean, I got no choice but to watch. I mean, I was gonna watch it regardless. Like, I'm not trying to, you know, regardless of who you think is the greatest player of all time when it comes to basketball, it's still something you're gonna watch. Like, as a, as a basketball fan, a, gen, a genuine basketball fan, so I think I would I would enjoy watching that. Oh yeah, regardless, sure, the the previews look really good, man. I'm really interested to see like behind the scenes. Like, this there's a lot of stuff. So a lot of a lot of people have to remember is that. Um, let me not throw shade your way, Gabe, but you know, <laughs> I, I I was a little bit younger in the '90s, so you know, I may have not seen some of these things or have known some of these things and get to see it as a picture in live motion, or not live motion, but you know what I mean—a picture motion of things that happen. Um, to hear the yeah. stories, the interviews, I think that's going to be pretty fun to see and kind of just get a better perspective of. Michael Jordan versus um, LeBron. Because, you know, a guy like LeBron, Kobe, we kind of... But even, you know, bringing up because, you know, of everything that's gone on with Kobe and his life and his legacy, we've kind of started to figure out little things here and there. Like, you know, from his high school days, the times that his stories he's had as a little youngster up in L.A. Like, those are the stories I wasn't really aware. That's 96, man. I was six years old, bro. Like, (laughs) you know, showing my age. like Yeah, when I was watching... When I, I started basketball, like, I started watching it for players, like I told you guys before. Shaq is what got me into basketball. But as far as Jordan, I really got into the Jordan movement in the second three people. Like, I know what was going on in the first three people, but I wasn't really right. into it. It was just me watching all these guys playing basketball. But once the second three people happened, okay, I really got into it. I started knowing the players. I started knowing the teams and everything. So many 96 and up, or maybe even 95 actually when the Rockets won, is when I was really starting to get into basketball. But, right. Um, yeah. So early ladies was a blur, but you know I still remember most of it. Yeah, um, the last dance, man. It's gonna it's gonna be fun. I think it'll be interesting. It'll be it'll be good. It's something good. This is this is the perfect time. Like for them to bump yeah. it up, it's the one of the greatest things. It's the perfect time, you know. So I'll, yep. I'll definitely be interested in that. Um, speaking of the NBA, have you watched any of this NBA horse challenge? I didn't see any of it, but I did saw I did see the two uh, K challenge. I didn't see any of the horse challenge though. The 2K challenge was not. It, I, I, it was not. It that's not it, man. It wasn't, it wasn't good entertainment at all. But it was nothing else happening. So I watched the last few games with Beverly and DeAndre uh, Ayton. Right. Yeah, it was nothing. It was nothing special to watch. But it was something on TV, so I, I jumped on it. Uh, yeah, that's more like a highlight type of thing to just listen to Patrick Beverly talk shit. That was probably like the best part. Yeah, 
Oh yeah, he was he was like the star of the show. <laughs> that's that's the best part about the whole entire two K tournament. I mean, it was cool though. It was nice. Apparently, like there's you know money that's involved that um, Devin Booker is going to be able to donate to charity. So I mean, that, that's a nice gesture. It was pretty cool to see yeah. the collaboration of ESPN, NBA do all that two K as well because um, uh, Ronnie two K, you know, he was kind of the host of it. So I think that was pretty cool, but it just really wasn't it. The horse thing was kind of like eh, like. I think I forgot where I saw this. If it was Twitter or somewhere, it's like, yo, yeah. like ESPN couldn't send these guys like a quality camera. Like you don't even have to have like a, a, a physical camera crew. You just need like a quality camera and like, okay. I don't know. I mean, like two K tournament, they couldn't do it for the horse tournament. You know what I mean? Yeah, like well, you they, couldn't send them. So you never know. I don't, I don't know who's doing it. But, right. And yeah. And no offense, like, the, like I think it was great to see like the the authentic like courts and the homes of people wherever they were at the parks. You're mm-hmm. telling me like they couldn't at least just have like a gym or something like. Yeah. You know it was yeah. it, whatever, man. I'm not I'm not gonna knock it too much. It, it was it's still good that it was it was something that was worked it's out and done. But take, yeah, yeah, I nah. It's just it's not the same, man. But <laughs> you know what? It's funny is that um ABC was replaying Game Seven of the 2016 Finals on Sunday. Yeah. Go figure, you know. So uh, it was nice to really see that again, like as if it was like you know a part of a, a live production on on the TV. The whole celebration at the end with Cleveland, they they played that all the way through. It wasn't just like segmented to where they they yeah. the, the clock ended. Yeah. So it was cool. The interview yeah. still happened. They still showed everything after the interview. Kyrie, LeBron. So everything still kind of mm-hmm. fell in place. It was still pretty cool there. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, you know. With our show today, I mean, this is just kind of like a freelance show, and <laughs> there isn't much for us to talk about besides just going through some hot takes here and kind of going through. Yep. Um, you know, one of the things that sucks about today and what's going on in the world is that we have some we we do we do lose we're losing people, you know, and um, in the sports world on the same day, man, on the, what was it thirteenth of Monday? I think it was. Um, yeah. you know, we have, uh, Tavares Jackson. He, he was, uh, lost in a car accident as a former, uh, Vikings and, uh, yeah. yeah, Vikings and a Seahawk. Yeah. Um, you know, rest in peace, you know, condolences to his family and then whatnot. Um, and then Carl Anthony Towns, you know, hours later, um, there was a release from the, the Timberwolves that his bomb passed, you know, so RIP to mama cat. Um, that is sad, man. He's very. Uh, she she wasn't that old. He was a young man, um, in one of like the prime of his career. You know, at the age he, I look at, it, you know, I couldn't imagine losing my mom. And then on top of that, you're okay. you're in a bigger scale in the world in a sense, being you know the type of person you are, a, a skilled NBA mm-hmm. player. And it's just, you know, they exactly. go through a lot, and um, it's sad, man. Yeah, no doubt. You know, so just wanted to, you know, obviously. Just shout that out. This virus, it's, it doesn't doesn't care who you are, man. It goes wherever it wants, and then you know it takes whoever it wants. It is scary. So, you know. Yeah, it's scary. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's scary. Um, another hot take here. Um, Brandon Cooks, man, traded to the Texans. Ooh, Bill O'Brien, what is he doing? <laughs> well, oh my God! So essentially, <laughs> essentially, what you're saying is that. He gave up DeAndre Hopkins for Brandon Cooks. Like, first That's of all, Brandon has a concussion history, an injury history. I don't understand what he's seeing with Brandon Cooks. Now, didn't Brandon Cooks play in New England, I think, for a season, if I'm not mistaken? Right. 
I'm not sure. I, I don't know if there's a link with Bill O'Brien and Brandon Cooks being on the same team at the same time. It might it might not have happened. I just don't know what Bill O'Brien is doing. Like, like who gave him this power to do that? Like, you, you basically get, got rid of DeAndre Hopkins for nothing. You know, pennies on the dollar, pretty much. For Brandon Cooks, it makes absolutely no sense. You already have a speed receiver in Will Fuller. You know what I mean? And the other guys who can dart down the field. It just it baffles me, and it baffles all Houston and the football world. But, you know, it's, it's Bill O'Brien's team. <laughs> I wonder what Deshaun Watson's thoughts are. <laughs> right. I, and it's interesting because these it's the two players that have officially been released or in some way not released but traded or released, Todd Gurley and Cooks, you know, they got some, you know, contract extensions or they got mm-hmm. paid and then now they're no longer with the, the Rams. So, it's kind of like who who is this a lose lose for both teams? Is it's a win win for one or the other? Like you know, I mean, I understand the Rams are trying to load dump contracts and things like that, but you know, it is something. Uh, I think that uh, for the Rams, you know, you get a little bit more attention to uh, you know got your your other receivers on the team. So you got Woods, your Robert Woods, right, is still in the squad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. You're looking at uh, is it Higby that that kind of came around? Higby came on late, yeah. He came on in, up a lot. He came so. on a little bit late, and and it's just like okay, you know, I I see there's still some some targets there on that team. Um, you know, uh, Cooper Cup. Um, mm-hmm. those are some of the guys that kind of you know, like you said, like we said that you know Higby came on kind of late, so. You know, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. Everett sometimes, you know, he kind of hit or miss. So yeah, you they, know, got, they got weapons. Like they'll be hurting for weapons. They got a lot of options. So. Yeah, I think they have options. I don't think Cooks is too much of of a lost cause, um, for them. I don't think it hurts them too much. But yeah, even when Cooks was out most of the time, they also used the other third string wide receiver in Reynolds. Right. So it's not like Cooks was an integral part of the team, so they can easily just you know rotate them in and out of the lineup. So they'll, they'll be fine. And like I said, Gurley was on obviously with knee issues. Yeah, they'll, they'll be good. Right, I think that works out a little bit better for them in a sense. Um, you know, obviously losing the contract would 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 be a little bit key. You know, the con- the contract theory will dump off to the Texans, but uh, I mean, definitely it's not it's not a Hopkins replacement, like you said. Like essentially, like exactly what you're saying. Yeah, you literally replaced Hopkins for what for who? Just, it doesn't. Yeah, it, it, it does. It doesn't add up. It was unnecessary. So I don't get what he was thinking, but right. There's also tennis later. Agree, agreed. While we're on the topic of the NFL here, um, looks like uh, we'll have a nice little um NFL draft come through still. So I think that's still going to happen. They haven't canceled it yet, so that's the good news. Yeah, I think it's going virtual. They're going to do it virtually. All the GMs from their, uh, I guess, homes or offices or whatever. So yeah, as as far as from what I've read recently, that's what Roger Goodell plans on doing it. Oh, how he plans on doing it virtually. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, it, it's something that's possible. I mean, half of these guys are doing it from their living room. They want to be around family. They want to invite a lot of family members, and you're seeing the draft cams on the couches anyway, so, you know. Yeah. It works out. I feel like it works out. And plus, uh, like you know, said, you don't got to schedule a lot of workouts. You know what these guys are by now. You've been scouting them forever in a day. So, you know, you really don't need a combine, which is pretty useless in my opinion. Well, you know, what about a guy like Tua, though? See, Tua, I mean... Again, with Tua, you know what he's about. Obviously, his, he has injury concerns. You know, they say he's injury prone or whatever. I get it. He's had a few seasons where he's been in and out of the lineups. But you know the guy can play. So, 
Right. You know, I, I don't think that much of an issue for Tua. Right, right. I mean, he was cleared by two different doctors, uh, said he's good to go. Um, mm-hmm. And now he's just kind of got to show out. And I, I, but, you know, I, you respect the hustle like that, you know, because he's he was dedicated. Uh, from, from my understanding, when I was reading the article, that the doctors really commended him on being very um, dedicated to not try to push himself in the initial mm-hmm. recovery stages, which is key. Yeah. And what is key about that is uh, it's a lot of athletes try to kind of, you know, like, uh, I know I'm hurt. I know I'm told not to go out and work out extra, but I got to because that's in your mentality to get better every day. But mm-hmm. he really stuck to the plan. And he, he he still had, you know, from reading, he, I understand that he has a very low percentage of uh, re- the injury repeating itself. Very, very low percentage. Um, yeah. And this type of surgery he has, has it actually helped him. Um, mm-hmm. So... It's positives coming out from the doctors. I mean, obviously, it's a different ball game when you get on the field and you kind of land a different way, of course. But you know, we'll we'll mm-hmm. see what happens. But it looks like he kind of worked out in a better for him, and he did what he needed to do. So I'm looking forward. Um, how how do you feel about your Dolphins taking Tua? Yeah, um, I don't mind it actually. Like I said, from what I hear, they'll probably um put him behind a veteran quarterback so they can learn. Even though, even though now in today's NFL, a lot of uh, rookie quarterbacks are kind of just thrown to the fire, you know, ASAP. But um, I think the plan, if the Dolphins were to draft him, is to get him some training behind a veteran. I don't know if Fitzpatrick is coming back or if they got some other veteran quarterback they might want to use in the interim, or Josh Rosen. I don't know what's going on with that guy either. But um, I think the plan would be to let Tua sit behind a veteran quarterback. And to be honest, I don't mind it. But if he's ready and he competes for the job and he earns it, hey, throw him out there. I mean, that's the way it's going anyway, so I don't well, mind either way. Right. I, I, I really would like to see him jump in and just, just try it out. Like, just do it with the team. Like, like the Dolphins. Like, just draft him, take him, and, and throw him to the Wolves. Like, just do it. Like, I like, yeah, what, I like that it happened with Kyler Murray. There was no BSing around. Like, this guy is, like, talent, right? Don't yeah, stunt exactly. his growth. And I think a lot of NFL teams, like, like we talked about in the last podcast about with the free agencies, that this is kind of like the move that is happening. Like, yeah. just give him a shot. You like, just do it. Like, what are you, what are you going to sit on the bench for? For him to learn what? Like, he ain't going to learn. Exactly. You got to get in the pocket and learn, buddy. You can't do it with a clipboard. You got to be out in real time doing it. So. Right, exactly. By the way, Gabe, I think that Bleacher Report owes us royalties <laughs> here because, um, you know, we, there's an article they submitted a couple of days ago over the weekend, and it is, it's titled, Making the Case for the Pittsburgh Steelers to Sign Jameis Winston. Remember, we talked about Cam and Winston oh going. Yeah. And they actually wrote that, huh? I wonder if they got some ideas. Yeah, they must listen to us. But, I mean, it's a, it's a good idea. I I think we were – I think we kind of hit on like that. But uh, it's a good opportunity. It's a really good opportunity. Like, for a guy like, like Cam Newton, I mean, we're still waiting. I'm, it's, so, you know, let's see what happens because, I mean, I was thinking about this, you know, before the show, and I'm like, you know, when are – these guys, You it's very mumble, very, you know, hush about them going to certain places – but let's, yeah. I think, close to the draft week, draft day, leading up to that point, we probably will see things after the draft. Then, of course, it's the uncertainty of, of like, the season, right? So I think that's kind of putting a hold on some of these teams really um, deciding to sign some of these guys. I think that's it's kind of like, okay, we're not sure where the season's going to go. But yeah. ultimately, I think Pittsburgh is a, is a place that it's going to need somebody. Cam and Ben, Big Ben, they have similar body types. They're both 6'6", they're both big guys. You know, so they they have a similar game as well. Even though I hear Camp can't throw the ball downfield like he used to, right? But 
the perfect backup for for Ben Roethlisberger. They have the same play style. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes out. But I think I think it's a good a good spot for him. Hands down. Um, let me talk about this here really quick, Gabe, with you. We'll switch the gears over to USC. Um, so you know, come out within the last week, Dana White says that he's secure on a private island. This guy was dedicated. I mean, look, we got to give it up to Dana White. I think he's one of the most dedicated person to his his trade, his business, yeah. his yeah, entertainment. Yeah. I, he's he's going at all wits to try a private island, man. That's crazy. He wants to have a private island. Or thinking about having a private island just to host fights. Let's just quarantine my fighters on an island. It sounds like the most interesting idea that I'd be totally down to watch. Like if you were to, but I'm not. I probably might not pay to, to invest in, in, and want to see this unless you do ESPN Plus subscription. Yeah. But I might really want to see that if you quarantine them. You know, I mean, what's the harm? No harm, no foul. If you literally secure an island. Yeah. Make sure it's. I mean, obviously you can't spray and hold the island down, but make sure it's properly contained. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's a complete private island where nobody is there, someone's got to bring coronavirus. So you know, obviously you yeah. screen everybody and get them in the door and quarantine or wipe down places. But still, like, it's funny because the whole plot for Mortal Kombat is exactly what Dana White was doing, like the original Mortal Kombat movie. Right. A whole bunch of guys go to a private island and they find it out. This, this is exactly it's the real life Mortal Kombat. It's real life Mortal Kombat. But um, but I agree. And the pushback he got on that was like, at least from message boards, was like, if you can secure a private island for God knows how much money, you should be paying your fighters a little bit more money because the Ooh, fight business, true. The fighters, ooh, it's probably the worst paid profession and probably the most dangerous in all sports. Right. But uh, anyway, that's another story for another day. But yeah, just the thought of him actually securing a private island to put on fights is just crazy. But he got shot down in the end because, you know, Disney owns him. Now, if it wasn't for Disney owning the UFC or at least partnering with them, this would have gone through for sure. Right, like, right. It, it would have gone through for sure. But ESPN has a rep to maintain. I agree, and 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 it it is a, the top Disney executives that that reportedly told him, you know, we we're not going to give you the green light to do this. So exactly. uh, yeah, I would agree, and that's what caused the uh, two forty nine to be canceled. So yeah, I whole mm-hmm. wholeheartedly agree with that. I mean, it's something that they can't really continue yeah, on, and, yeah, and, and risk it, and and you know, be associated with it. So you know, it is what it is. But he is stating that he's trying to build out and plan for May 9th to be a major card. <laughs> Late, uh, determination of location uh, still needs to happen, yeah. but he, he swears up and down and promises that his company will be the first major sports organization to return to a normal schedule. Yeah. So, I mean, but he talks to talk and he walks to walk. I mean, you know, it's not his yeah. fault. He couldn't do it because of, like you said, ESPN and Disney. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing is, is that if he does it, I you have to assume it's going to be in an empty arena with just obviously limited crew judges can probably score from home if they right. ever get that out for them and you know maybe each fight will have the coach in the corner but the dumb thing about that is that you're fighting you're, sw- you're swapping spit sweat blood so it's not like it's the safest thing to do at this point in time so you know if he can pull it off kudos I damn sure will be watching it because I need this in my life but, a lot of us <laughs> I mean, he's even signed two fights already to the card. So if he can pull it off somehow, hey, 
the betting money on this crap when nothing else is going, oh my gosh, look out. Look out. And, be nasty. and there, there's supposed to be um, a couple of fights that already have been a publi- publicly accepted. So Amanda exactly. Nunez and Felicia Spencer accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, there, There's a couple other fights too. I mean, these aren't yeah. just like some, you know, different fighters that are just up and coming. There's some, you know, top heavy hitters that are popular names that are, are willing. So mm-hmm. uh, they've got, he got some guys, he got some guys, guys and gals on board, which is great. Uh, that's perfect. Yeah. Uh, but we, I have to admire his, you know, his determination to get this out on and popping. Like, you know, it's, it's in a time where kudos. Yeah, I would give him kudos. The next thing we got to do is try to get the other ones, the other, the other leagues up, up and running, but you know, different day, yeah. different story. But um, in the midst of it all, since we're, you and I are kind of considered Florida men in a sense. Um, our governor has considered uh, sporting events essential uh, without fans, uh, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, the, uh, governor Ron DeSantis said that wrestling is essential. I'm like, what? You saw the news, right, about him saying that? That the wrestling business is an essential business? Yeah, um, you know, Marcus, one of one of our own, he might have had something to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, "What? You, you got to be joking! You got to be joking! That is not essential." I mean, but, you know, like I said, if it's something where it's inconsiderate, uh, in consideration, I should say about safety, everything is properly administered. Who knows? I mean, you know, you know it, it just depends on it. You basically have to, in a sense, quarantine, um, and. Uh, if I if I'm pronouncing a sequestered, like a sequestered jury, if I'm saying this right, um, that's you know, that's kind of what you have to do with like these the fighters, right? So the fighters or the if you want to count the wrestlers, yeah. So sequestered is the actual right term. I wasn't like completely losing my mind on this. Yeah, so no, you have right. to basically sequester, like keep everybody like. In one area, one location, kind of like quarantine well, them too as well, right? So it's like we got to keep you in one location. It it can be pulled mm-hmm. off, but it, again, it's you know yeah. it's just the precautions. I mean, you know, you you start to limit people around certain things. Of course, the risk goes down. So I, I get it, but you know, mm-hmm. and, and everyone's very judgmental. You're you know, it's the the brand you want to have your brand judged for saying, oh, you know, you want to conjugate people together in a time of a pandemic, like where you know it's it's entertainment. It's not important, you know. So. You you do risk mm-hmm. like you know Disney, the ESPN, U, UFC. That, that you risk that that look right, but yeah. you know mm-hmm. um, WWE is still going about um, in the midst of everything. It's literally the only sport we have, if you want to count it yeah, as a sport. Yeah, sport entertainment, but you know it is what it is. For sure, for sure. Gabe, what, what do you think about? Um, I know we skipped a little NFL one here. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, he's now the highest paid back, sixteen mil for four years. How do you feel about that? I think it's good because, like I said, the season he just had, where well, he's a thousand yard rusher and I think in a thousand yards a season, as the third person in NFL history to do that, I feel like you got to pay these guys early. And what would have really made, I guess, not only me mad, but most fans mad, is that if they franchise tag them. Because, in a sense, if they just that them, you know they're just trying to use them to get as much from them as they can paying him as little as they can, even though a franchise tag is usually the highest amount of money in that position. But, you know, to avoid signing him long-term. 
But I feel like this is something they had to do because, come on, man, this running back was just the whole entire offense last year. And I feel like they should pay running backs early rather than later. You know what I mean? But it's hard to project running backs. Like, okay, is he going to do this just one year and fall off the next? So, yeah, it's a tricky business. But as far as him being the highest paid, I was happy for him. Like, finally, a running back had a hell of a year, and he got paid the very next year. It doesn't happen often that way. Yeah, and I mean, it's something that you're risking at this rate uh, because you risk, okay, he has, let's say he does have a continue, he continues a great year next year. Then you get into like year two of that contract and now he's like injured, right? He's banged up, like something happens. Like you risk that, right? Obviously, um, and you know, kind of thinking of a guy like... The usage, so they keep running him to the ground and they're killing their own investment. Yeah, I mean, if if he's an Iron Man, it's great, man, you know? If you can be an yeah. Ironman, that would be awesome. Um, you know, I kind of look at him as a guy like uh, like an Al Camara. Like, you know, if you you take Al Camara yeah. and his his, and you look at his, you know, his um, you know his his seasons, mm-hmm. we, you know, if, correct me if I'm wrong. You would have thought he would have a great season last year, right? Yeah, just that Michael Thomas in a, in a wide receiving game took over. Well, Michael Thomas had a hell of a year for one, so maybe that took away from Camara. But no, I agree with you. He he didn't have the same impact he did the previous year. So, like I said, you you run that risk of paying a quarterback a big contract for having a hell of a year, and then the next year they fall off the cliff. So yeah, that risk is always going to be there. But you're right, Kamara didn't have that same impact as a result because obviously Michael Thomas had a hell of a year, to, you know, as well. But I, I do agree with you. I do agree with you. Yeah, and it's strange because I mean, Kamara wasn't significantly injured. I mean, he played a total of fourteen games in the twenty nineteen mm-hmm. season. Um, you know, his total rushing yards that he finished with was only about uh, seven hundred, yeah, seven ninety seven. So, but let's just call it eight hundred. You know, rushing yards. Um, yeah. You know, and he had a great twenty eighteen. Right, twenty eighteen was great for him. Um, he had yeah. eight hundred eighty three yards. He had fourteen touchdowns rushing alone. Um, he had four receiving touchdowns. Fast forward to 2019, he only has five touchdowns and he has one receiving touchdown overall. So I mean, yeah, like you said, I mean the wide receiver game took over, but you you have a guy like an Al Camaro, it's like okay, you got to see something a little bit better from him. And then you know, like losing to Mark Ingram was a good was a good thing for them, right? It was a good thing because they they opened the door up to a guy like Camaro to kind of take take over. So. You know, if you mm-hmm. you look at the guy, I, I guess. I mean, you're right. I mean, I, I I'm not I'm not upset that they paid McCaffrey at all. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, he earned it. I, what What do you you know? If people gonna have beef with that, I mean, you you run the risk of of things happening. You know. Um, exactly. Yep. But Kamara's up next, so that's the thing. Is Kamara's up next, and I mean, I think that it sets the the standard. It sets the bar. Look what look what a Christian McCaffrey did, and look what it takes to get. Look what it takes to get, the money. Look what it takes to get paid. That's like the biggest thing that like I'm I'm looking at right now, and it's. Come here, if you're listening to this podcast, like do what you, do what McCaffrey did, you get paid. I mean, it's simple as that. Dude, yeah, thir- yeah. It was thirteen, almost thirteen. Uh, sorry, one thousand three hundred eighty-seven. That's almost fourteen hundred yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got a decent season for sure, no doubt. You can't McCaffrey, deny that. Like, that's something that's not happening very often. It doesn't, yeah, I agree. For running backs, this is just really not. So, mm. he's yeah. I, I mean, you know, shout out, shout out to McCaffrey, man. He secured the bag. I mean, 
it's not turning into like a racial thing, but that's you know he's doing his thing, man. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a quality player. He's consistent. Yeah, I don't know what to tell people. Like he literally, let's see, we'll see. He, he literally, <laughs> he literally like he killed he killed everybody. He if you had him on in fantasy, he killed you know it. He killed you. I, I was scared. Oh, I was scared yeah. to play against McCaffrey every single time. I played him at least yeah, twice. Too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it was it was, it was nerve wracking. Very nerve wracking. So he can take a whole team that's pretty much average and transform into like the top team in the league. So yeah, I agree with that. Definitely agree with that. Yeah, like literally, I was literally nervous to like play. You know, like to to play against him in fantasy. But um, no, shout out to him, man. He secured the bag. We'll see yep. what's happening in the, in the NFL, NFL for sure coming up. Um, I mean, things kind of quiet down on the free agency end. You know, more or less, was he contract extensions? God willing, mm-hmm. praying that everything is on pace for it to start on time. So, you know, October, yeah. or excuse me, uh, August, September, primarily when football starts to kind of get into full drive. So hopefully mm-hmm. everything goes there. It goes well for it. Um. Last thing on the hot takes here, actually, in the last week, is mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I actually wanted to get your thoughts on this, Rudy Gobert mm-hmm. and uh, Donovan Mitchell. So apparently, their relationship isn't the greatest because yeah. apparently Rudy Gobert was in the locker room. The reports is he's a little bit more goofy, a little bit more mm-hmm. not taking his symptoms very serious and kind of spreading you know the virus around, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. My my thing is that, uh, and you know, we we had a little debate in our our little, uh, you know, I message group chat you're not a part of. That, um, <laughs> it, I mean, is is Mitchell's? You know, is this something where? Because here's the thing, I don't, you don't know who technically had this first, right? Like, was was Mitchell carrying the virus first, then gave it to Gobert, or was it vice versa? We don't know. If Gobert is yeah. obviously showing, you know, symptoms first, yeah, I agree. You probably might want to stay away because maybe you do have it first. You never know. The yeah. assumption is he probably had it first if he had symptoms first because yeah. it started to show first in him, right? That's the assumption. We don't know, yeah, right? Yeah, like going to locker room, lockers and like touching everything, you know, so from what I hear, he started doing that in the locker room. Right. But, you know. uh, but a lot of these guys are traveling together. They're on same the same buses, the same planes. They're, I, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Like you see the planes, the pictures are playing cards. They're, they're around the same food. They're touching the same electronics kind of doors. You know, they're, it's anybody is open to, to to exposure. You know, when you're that you're literally that close to a, an NBA team, you're close. You're close with the yeah. guys you're with. You know, one guy gets the flu, it's up. The next one has. You got to isolate him quick because you know it's yeah. it's you can get sick, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, my thing is that okay, I understand. Like at, at the end of the day, both you know they're 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 all I guess you can consider them healed. They're all cleared of the virus. They're fine. They're healthy. Everything's going well. But is it is it something where it's bad blood now? Like like. There's a bigger picture, right? You're basketball players. Do you have bad blood? And is it that serious? I mean, from what reports that I've read, they said the story was overblown. Obviously, there was some tension because Mitchell felt like he got it from Gobert and the way Gobert was acting with his actions would indicate that, yes, there will be some tension. I mean, it's like me and my friend hanging out and he gives it to me on purpose and he's doing all the dumb things. Yes, I'll be mad as hell at him. You know what I mean? So that's natural, and that's to be expected. But for one, I saw that they said the reports a little overblown, that yes, there was some tension, but the relationship, you know, it's not completely destroyed yet. And I also read that 
the Jazz would consider trading Gobert. But my thing is that who, which of the two players has had a bigger impact for the team? Because it's not like Donovan Mitchell is like a James Harden or like, a, you know, or like a freaking, you know, a, an all-star caliber player. I mean, he's a good player, don't get me wrong. But he, he hasn't exactly like, you know, busting records for the Jazz. So it's like, okay, do you trade Gobert? Do you trade Mitchell? Because if the relationship is so bad, they can't coexist. You trade one of them. So, you know, my thing is that, yeah, maybe the story's overblown a little bit. You know, I'm pretty sure they can coexist together. But you have to trade one just to, I guess, you know, limit the friction, then you would trade one. But like I guess I don't see any indication that Donovan Mitchell's a better basketball player than Rudy Gobert, even though the league is more guard-oriented and, you know, perimeter-played, you know? Well, I would so, I would agree to a certain extent because the way I feel about Mitchell is that Based on his project, you know his projection of where his career is going so far, is he's more like a complementary to a star. Like you know, he's like that Kyrie type of guy to a LeBron. Like he's not somebody that's to me. He's like a poor man's Dame, and I think yeah. he's in that stage of yeah. his career where he kind of started like Dame. He's you know he can get to the basket, he can score the basketball, but he can't really elevate a team yet. And exactly. but yeah, the team the team has gotten to the playoffs. To be fair, yeah. That's true. That's true. I think I That's think true. at some point, like he he's the lead player at some point. Um, you know, he he a lot of his ability to score the ball, he's kind of gotten them out in front. Um, but I think it's kind of hand in hand. Like Gobert has been a part of defensively, defensive player of the year. I mean, he he's 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 an anchor on defense for the team. Now mm-hmm. he doesn't show up in the stat book a lot. He has very like piss poor stats when you look at like some of the playoff games he's been a part of, especially against like a, a team like Houston where there's not a lot of bigs, right? And and to yeah. his defense, like it's hard to play against a team like Houston when you try to play big, right? So, yeah. uh, you know, I feel like a lot of people that need to understand that, like, there's still like it. It's kind of a hand in hand impact. You still have a guy like Gobert that's anchoring in defense, while you have a guy like Mitchell who is anchoring the offense, right? And yeah, like I said, I don't think that uh, Mitchell's gonna set you and go set you up, up to the top and, and put you in the contendership category right now, but where the Jazz are at. So it's like mm-hmm. my, my, now that we said that, right? It's like what I'm getting at is, so, you know, it's something you get, you kind of got to set aside. It's like okay, Gobert, I know you're essential. You're you're somebody in this league that makes a difference defensively. Let's yeah. go ahead, set this aside, and let's go play ball. You know, we got we got ball games to go in. Like like Gobert is kind of saying that when the, the, some some of the things that he said recently uh, in those interviews that they've had for him on Instagram or whatever, and he's gonna you know ultimately it's about winning. And I mean that's what it's about. It's like look, we I made a mistake, I goofed around. Hey, I'm sorry, man. You know we we, we got through it, both of us. But it's time to go play ball. When when we're allowed to go play ball, we'll go play ball. We'll win some ball games. You know. Yeah. But you're gonna break up basically probably the best opportunity, the best roster the Jazz can put apart over the fact that you know there was some goofing around. Like, I understand yeah. the the virus is something that c- could be, you know, it's deathly just to people. It is. It really is. It's severely deathly to a lot of people. And unless one of these yeah. guys had underlying conditions, like you know, I'm sure like if there's some underlying condition where they warned you know everybody, go bear might have like relax if you know Mitchell had some sort of an underlying condition. But you know. Yeah. The, the the good part is it, it worked out, you know. So I don't know. I mm-hmm. me personally, I'm a winner. Like if I know like something happened, we're gonna put it aside and say, look, we got we know we're a tandem together. Gabe, you and I, we're yeah. gonna go down to LA Fitness and win this LA Fitness Championship. Like 
<laughs> you gave him the virus. We're cool now. Let's go win the championship because we, we got to go hand in hand. We, we've been busting ass. Like, exactly, why, exactly. why give up now? Why, why end it now? You know? So, and I, and, you know, I kind of look, I know that it's not like Shaq and Kobe all the way, but because they didn't have that virus in the middle of them, but mm-hmm. they put their, they put things aside and they play ball. No business. It's all business. And then they got the job done. So, I can see the Jazz doing the same thing. Like, okay, that was the episode we have. Let's put it in the past. Let's get to work, you know? I agree, man. I, I agree. I, I don't know. I, I just don't see. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Some of the guys felt different. I understand people will feel different about it, but ultimately, at the end of the day, what are you going to do? You, you trade Gobert away. I mean, he's still essential. He's still an essential center in this league, regardless of him not having offensive talent. He's still a defensive anchor. He won Defensive Player of the Year. Um, he yeah, still exactly. he still plays at that high level, and not to say he doesn't. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll yep. see we'll see what happens there. Um, last thing we want to do on the show here today, Gabe, and just talk our talk is um, this week was supposed to start the NBA playoffs, Bad, and man. unfortunately, Bad. we're not going to get that. So, mm-hmm. uh, Gabe and I will just go ahead and, and you know we'll we'll just pretend the playoffs are going to start based on the actual seating that's still currently standing. That's on pause. Yep. Um, okay. let's start with the Eastern Conference game. So the playoffs started today, or let's just pretend if it was still Spartan Saturday. Um, uh, look, the Eastern Conference, we got the Bucks versus the Magic. So the Bucks are the first seed, uh, the Magic are in the eighth seed. Sweet. I mean, sweet. judging by what, the, yeah, I mean, judging what the Magic were doing at the current time, I it would it'd pretty much be a sweep. I mean, the I mean, Bucks they play are elevated. They play at a slow enough pace where they can slow the game down, but you can only do that to the Bucks for so long until Giannis takes over and just run away. Because remember, they had the biggest margin of victory in the league. I think it was plus 13 all right. year. It was by 13 plus. So it's like, okay, it'll be cute. They'll slow it down a little bit and then boom. Right. Game's over. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I fear a little bit that, um, you know, when that ha- starts to happen, though, the magic kind, uh, there's still really no, like, true offensive threat. Um, and then, you know, slowing the game down. Defensively, it's just tough to, to stop Giannis. And it, this is, you know, Giannis, is, this is supposed to be his year to come and show up in the playoffs. I mean, exactly. he got beat by Kawhi Leonard basically last year. You know, now it's your time to come and Kawhi's out of the, out of the East. Now it's your it's your turn, you know. So, you know, I think he yep. had to have a better showing there. I mean, I, I would agree with Sweep on that series if that were to happen. Uh, the second mm-hmm. series um, would be the number two seed Raptors, uh, seven seed Nets. I mean, at this rate, this, this has got to be the Raptors in... Yeah, I mean, I can see maybe the Nets getting one game at home, but I, I think another sweep. I'm going. With, yeah, I, I would agree with the sweep. I think uh, the, the Raptors have been here. Uh, you know, yeah. you know, exit Kawhi. You know, Siakam's the man. I mean, mm-hmm. this team surprised a lot of us. You know, that we kind of just oh, Kawhi's gone. You know, he was the main anchor of this team, the main success, but that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, not. You know, Siakam went down for you know some significant part of the season early in uh, December. Didn't come back till recently in January, February. If I can't remember exactly, if I'm not mistaken, but um, mm-hmm. they surprised a lot of people, man. Um, and that you know they were a great road team too, man. Great, really great road team. team, man. They have won. They have won 23 on the road and nine losses. I mean, it's identical home and road record, like. <laughs> Man, on the road, yeah, yeah, that's 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 what they did. They they went on the road and won in Golden State, so they had no problem doing that. So, um, you know, kudos to those guys. Um, yeah, I I would take a sweep too with this. I mean, that's you know, not to downgrade their talent or downplay them, I should say, but no Kyrie, obviously, Kevin Durant's no chance, there's no chance with that. 
Um, this is an interesting series here. How about the number three Celtics and the six seeded 76ers? Yeah, I'm going to go the Celtics in like five or possibly six because the 76ers on the road. Ugh, oh, my God. They can't win a road game to save their life. So if, if they had home court advantage, I can see the Sixers maybe winning the series. But no, if the Celtics get home court advantage, nah, Celtics in six. It, it's been a very tough season for the Sixers, um, you know, with them being um, Ben Simmons injured um, and be here and there. It, it's been a tough season for them. It's so disjointed. They have no rhythm, no chemistry. And it's like Embiid and Simmons, they, they clog the paint because Simmons isn't a shooter. So it's like, right. like, what do you do with those two guys? How do you play those guys? You know, so. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a little disappointing um, of a season for them. I would take the, I would take the Celtics in five because. Great mm-hmm. team, their team that's been together there. Uh, Campbell Walker is he's, he's fitting in so nice. Yeah, um, he's happy the there. Yeah, yeah. Brad Stevens coaching them well. I mean, that's that's a team that you, I wouldn't want to see in the playoffs. Really, mm-hmm. you know, right now, um, the last series would have been the Heat versus the Pacers or the fourth and fifth seed squaring off. Yeah. What you got, Gabe? I mean, I'm gonna go with the Heat. <laughs> I'm a, because I'm a homer. But, you know, I could, I could see the Heat winning that series in six. Now, I would say if Oladipo was healthy for at least the majority of the season, I could see it being a very tough series. But at the end of the day, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, I mean, those guys are what make the Heat run. So I'll, I'll have the Heat in six because in the end, they play tough defense. So I'll take the Heat in six on home court. I'm going, I'm going Heat in, in five games. I, I, I'm convinced. I mean, they're a very solid team, man. Very impressed mm-hmm. with the Heat, doing a great job. Um, I mean, and the thing is, they weren't completely counted out from just locking in four seats. So the these seedings were very close together. Um, the Heat, you know, were about within three games of the third seed. So things could have changed yeah. dr- dramatically with the seeding of these teams and matchups. So it could have favored different teams here. And I say six because the Heat historically struggle with Indiana. I don't know why. It doesn't matter what roster's out there. <laughs> As you notice in the playoffs, we always struggle with Indiana. It's so weird. So that's why yeah. I did. Thinking about the Heatles days, huh? Oh yeah, that and then mm-hmm. beyond that, yeah, it was the um Shaq and Wade days. Remember Reggie Miller, Jermaine O'Neal, right? Those guys. True. It was hard to beat them. True. So true. Indiana. True too. All right, the West Coast uh, looks like the number one seeded Los Angeles Lakers facing off the Memphis Grizzlies. Sweet. Sweet. Ja Morant, man, shout out to Ja Morant. Like, if this were to happen, the he would playoffs first, first year, bro. Is that rookie of the year? I think he's possibly the rookie of the year because Zion came on a little late. So if I had to give to one of them, I'd probably go with Ja Morant, slightly, slightly over Zion because he's had more time in the league, or at least more time playing. But I mean, it's it's really a toss up. I like them both. I mean, you, uh, you yeah, I mean, you got to give him some credit too um, because. A huge part of their success this year, and oh, oh. Kendrick Nunn also. I'm not saying that because I'm a heat. I'm a heater, but Kendrick Nunn is all as well. Did, did you team. did you see what he said? <laughs> what he, said? he feels like he is the rookie of the year. He said what? He feels like he is the rookie of the year. Oh, oh wow. Okay, okay. Hey, that's confidence. I like that. Baby. A lot of confidence. It's a lot of confidence. Okay. I like that. Yeah, shout out to John Morant. I mean, they're in the playoffs. Uh, it, what I'm kind of disappointed about is that we're not really getting... I shouldn't say we're not, but we may not get to see the Pelicans make a, a run at the playoffs either because 
they're within exactly. three games, three to four games out of the playoffs right now, looking at the standings, <laughs> and they were looking like they were coming together. You know, they obviously didn't have Zion for a large part of the season, got Zion back, and now they they were looking like they were starting to click and, and really come together. So mm. that would have been a fun, nice, like, rookie tandem, you know, first-year players to see back and forth battle for, like, the last couple of seeds of the playoffs or even the A seed. That's cool. Yeah. That's good for the league, man. That's awesome. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I agree with a sweep here. I mean, there's – this is playoff LeBron, man. There's there's no questions about that right there. Mm-hmm. Um, number yep. two, uh, the second seed, the, the other Lakers uh, – sorry, the other Lakers, the other LA team, the LA Clippers. <laughs> um, they would have played the seven seed Mavericks. Um, this is a, this is a battle test. Good. Yeah, this is battle tested. I, I, I would mm-hmm. obviously Clippers and six. I think it'd probably get to that point. Um, yeah, I, I can agree with that too. It, it, it's it's a series though that it it'll be interesting. It'll be a fun series to watch. I think it's a good first round series to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, the Clippers would pr- probably get by merely with their talent. A guy like Kawhi, I mean, he's just gonna take a game over and he's gonna he's gonna finish it out. So I, I'd put oh, my full confidence in them. But it would be a good battle tested series for them yeah which might be a good thing or a bad thing if you're not rooting for the clippers so i think that would be a good battle tested like i said my boy luca i mean my 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 fantasy overall number one pick (laughs) telling you right now i i knew i was gonna take him first if he was there and I, i snagged him but um yeah man dude dude's a baller he is a baller so it would have been a fun series to watch. They're losing six, but he can do everything, and he plays at his own pace. Absolutely. So yeah, definitely six. Mm-hmm. How about the next series that would have happened? Third seeded Nuggets against the six seeded Rockets. How do you feel about this? Oh, the Nuggets had a third seed. That's interesting. That is interesting. Um, I feel like I feel like since the Rockets, I mean the Rockets center is uh, I think Covington. He's like six eight. That they will probably run Jokic off the floor, but at the same time, Jokic is the offense. He's the facilitator. He's the point guard. He is the team. So because guys like Gary Harris, like what happened to Gary Harris? I mean, he was up and coming last year. He just fell off the mountain. And uh, you still got Barton. You got Murray. I man, I'm, I'm gonna say the Rockets because James Harden. There's no one checking James Harden, and Russell Westbrook is their makeshift center actually. He gets to the rim, and everybody else camps out on the three-point line. So yeah, I'm gonna take the Rockets actually in six. Wow. Um, yep. I, I this is like no, the, one of the only series I think probably might go just be a weird, wacky series that would go seven games. So you probably get mm-hmm. some of those like, like wins yeah. every other wins. Maybe a team might win. You know, you might have mm-hmm. like the home team wins the first two games at home. So it'd be like a two-two series. Then every other team yeah. kind of wins type of scenario. Mm-hmm. I can see that happening mm-hmm. um, with each team respectively winning one on the road, probably. So yeah, whether they split the first two games, I think that might be the route for this series. And then yeah. what would have happened is being the Nuggets a higher seed last game at home, I think they remember a lot of what happened last year uh, against the Trailblazers. So oh, yeah. they've been there before and they, they probably would have would, would win in game in seven games. So I, I would take the Nuggets in seven games. Um, but that that's gonna. There's just very strange teams this year. Um, granted, you know the Nuggets are having still having success. It's just 
Yeah. The records are almost identical. What's scary is that the Rockets are sitting at 40 and 24, and the Nuggets are sitting at 43 and 22. Yeah. A lot yeah. of interchange. The West is very interchangeable from like second seed down. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly enough, fourth seed Jazz and the fifth seed Thunder. Uh, woof. This would be one series I don't care to watch. It's just boring as hell. Now, I would say I would love to see Shy Gilgis Alexander play. I'm not saying that because he was in my fantasy team or nothing. But the Duke ball, man, you know, I, I've, I've seen some of his games and the numbers he was put. He was getting better as the year got on. He was getting better and better and better. But as far as the series and who wins it, uh, who, who do you got? Because I can't really pick. <laughs> I don't know. I, I would take the I would take the Thunder in six games just because of you know Shy Chris Paul the leadership. Um, I think a little bit better because you know it's it's the less appealing of all the matches we kind of talked about. Um, not much star power in this one besides like you know a veteran like Chris Paul. I mean you know like a lot of the upcoming guys like you know you you have like the Kawhi, you have LeBron, you got James Harden, Westbrook, Luca, John Moran. Yeah. You know, uh, um, Jokic. You know, in the Eastern Conference. You know, besides like the Magic, Pace, Pacers have a Lodipo. The Nets don't yeah. really have a star that's healthy right now. So, you know, those yeah, are some I, of the hand. It's a it's a very small percentage of teams that just doesn't have much star power or appeal. And these are two teams yeah. that don't really have much appeal. So yeah, of course it's not watchable. But I think just based on what I saw from the Thunder this year, yeah, I'm gonna go with Chris Ball, the veteran leadership in the playoffs here. Yeah, I agree with Chris Paul. He's been actually playing pretty decent as well. I mean, people kind of forgot about him because he was playing in Oklahoma City. But yeah, I think I think the Thunder win it and also six. So you got to pick a veteran. He's the one that'll get through it. Never tell him that he's washed. Don't ever tell those guys that the twenty. Well, yeah, never tell them. That. Actually, you know what? Nobody, nobody say anything about the two thousand three draft. Don't ever tell those guys they're washed. Yeah, Melo came back. Hey, Melo was that? You know, Melo came back, man. Chris Ball's out there. LeBron's out there, man. I mean, D-Ray's retired, but you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't tell those guys they're washed, man. Oh, no. You don't want to prove that wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it'll be, a, it'll be a six games. Kind of a sleeper game. Those are kind of like the filler games that you kind of just kind of watch and wait wait yeah. out for like the other games to start or next, just to boil, you know, do, boil you over until the next day. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Wow, man, it's amazing, bro. We, I would have never imagined we would have sat here in the middle of April and have this conversation. Isn't exactly. that crazy? Unbelievable, man. It's sad. I'm miserable. <laughs> it is. It is. It's misery for a lot of us that kind of sees us our getaway, our chit chat, yeah. our you know, and fantasy sports hanging out, you know, in the background. I mean, hey, you probably would have been hoisting your like another. Oh my you would have been hoisting another championship. Yeah, that was mine. Everybody knows that was my championship. But, you know, it is what it is. I told him I was a DeFacto champion because I had the best record all year. But, you know, we'll never know. But deep down inside, I know. Could you imagine, dude? You you literally, okay, so it's literally the same guys that we're all playing together. We we do fantasy football and fantasy basketball. The trash talk is heavy. And you're literally dominating both (laughs) Uh, that's impressive, man. man. That's really impressive. I, I give you credit, you know, because because you hooked me up a couple times here and there. But you know, I give you some credit, man. You know, but sure. this is different, sure. dude. This is really different. Um, again, we there's no clarity on like anything. I mean, even Florida opening up, 
and considering sports essential businesses without fans. Like that doesn't open the door for any league to start to say, Hey, we're going to start to go down to Florida and open up and play games, ball games. I mean, that's not going to happen. Like, yeah, literally yeah. no one's talking about it. It's the only person that's talking is Dana White and he's trying everything he can. He's still not getting the approval from Disney upper, upper executives. Like they won't. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not happening. Like there's no clarity. May is out of the question at this point. May 9th, are you kidding me? That's way too early, man. We're already mid April. Like May 9th, really? Nah, guy, that's not happening. You can travel with all your money, all your might. Disney says no, you follow what Disney says. So that's that. This you is partner different. with now you gotta you know you gotta do what they say yeah this is different man i just just everything man you know and actually you know just just kind of wrapping it up and in, in the end of the show here gabe you have any uh shout outs you want to give out let me see look i'm not a political guy and i don't like missing politics and sports <laughs> but shout out to my man yeah my man andrew cobo the governor of new york the way dudes, I, I'm, I've been watching him in his press conference, the way he's been handling himself. I wish, I wish we had unity on all fronts of government and not just bickering and fighting through this terrible time. You know what I mean? Like, let's not fight now. If you want to discuss how the president's handling the issue, okay, do that at another time. But in the interim, Andrew Cuomo, the way he's been handling this crisis, Hands down, man, he's been doing a good job, even though New York is probably one of the worst places to have been hit. But, you know, in in the face of all of that, he's been calm. He's been trying to, you know, guide his city through this tough time. And just his whole demeanor, he's been good to watch, you know, for me at least. So, yeah, so there's been a lot of criticism because I've kind of, like, heard a little bit about what he's been doing. You know, people criticize, obviously. I, I don't know if they were, like, a biased criticism, but apparently, like, mm-hmm. he really wasn't doing a good job and there's something about mask yeah. or ventilators being in somewhere in Jersey, you know, where he wasn't, up. but I think he was transparent and said, Hey, like I, I just, obviously there was miscommunication, you know? So it is yeah. what it is. I, I don't know what the true story is. Uh, I didn't look into it, but uh, one of the things mm-hmm. that did stand out to me that he said about uh, three weeks ago is that he it was, he was realistic. He's like, people are going to die. He's like, we, the most we can do is prepare right now and people are going to die. Yeah. <laughs> like it's going to happen and it happens and it's yeah. happening every day. Right. So it's happening. People are going to die. The most we can do, like I said, is everybody come together, political, whoever else, you know, celebrities, everybody to make a supporting cause to try to save people's lives. Yeah. Support the, the healthcare network, support the healthcare workers, the nurses, the doctors. Just band together, pretty much. Band That's together. all we're asking for. And we're not asking for blame this, blame that. And, you know, I, I you know, I had that conversation, you know, with, with people the last couple of days and it's just, it's really something. It's like, let's, let's talk about the resolution today. Let's get people healthy again and let's get them out of the hospitals, get them healed up. Yeah. Let's stop the spread of this. And then we'll, we'll talk about what we'll investigate later on. Like what's going on. Like, it's not the time to put your fingers, but Hey, it's you know, not, it has nothing to do with me being politically on any side at all. It just, it just feels like the right, the sensible thing to do. <laughs> and I keep saying it's, it's not it's not a political virus the way people are making it to be a political virus. This is a virus. It doesn't matter what your beliefs are. It doesn't matter what party you're in. It's killing everybody of all parties. It does not matter. There are no parties. It's come together, man. This is a serious disease, man. And it's really, really destroying us, you know? So that, that was my shout out. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, no, that's a good shout out, man. You know, it's, it's a respectful shout out. Um, you know, for me... Um, uh, you know, I'll do like a personal shout out here. Um, 
in the midst of all this, you know, my mom turned 60 and, um, birthday, mom. you know, that's, it's a blessing. Healthy as ever. Exactly. Always healthy. Always still working. It's, it's a blessing. Girl. Man, she still looks young, man. Doesn't look, right. yeah, doesn't, you know, so I'm very, very blessed. I mean, people just, you know, like count these blessings, these little, these days and, and things like that. Like, so, you know, we exactly. obviously had to have a small quarantine party of, don't worry, it wasn't like Dak Prescott's party, but, <laughs> you know, a small, you know, five-person party, six with the, yeah, with, the, with yeah. a grandson, but, you know, exactly. don't worry, don't freak out, you know, people, but, um, you know, we all work from home, so we're good, you know, so, but, um, you know, it, it is what it is, you know, like I said, it's, it's, a, it's a beauty, it's a blessing, man, so that's my personal shout-out. Shout out to everybody out there that's just still surviving, man. Try to hustle every day, and thank you for listening if you got this far. And that's that's all we can do and say, you know, in these times. And just hope to, you know, entertain you guys. And uh, you know, follow us on t- Instagram, Twitter at Baseline Times. You know, shout out to you, Gabe, for doing this. I mean, we just need something back in our mm-hmm. lives, sports wise. And I just, I don't know, man. The reality is, we're a month, week, week to the month right now, where there's no NBA basketball since the season was canceled. Mm-hmm. It ain't happening, bro. It just ain't happening. There's, there's no reality right now of it ever happening and it's starting back up and, you know, so. It's a lost season. So, the yeah. only thing we can hope for is football can still be on time. Yep, I agree. Still be on time. Oh, and also, one more thing. Check those accounts. I got my check today. I got it yesterday, actually, by the way. You got so, yours. I got mine yesterday. So just check those accounts, bro. Wow. <laughs> So you know, just you know, keep an eye on that. If you don't got it today, check it tomorrow. So yeah, you're li- you're living proof. Wow, you just like elevated this podcast. Now you just elevated this episode at the end. Hey, I try <laughs> to do what I can. You know, it's all good. <laughs> all right, Gabe, we appreciate you, man. Until next time, we'll see all y'all. Right, sir. Yes, sir. Everybody, be good, man.